Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Happy New Year, said the rubber chicken. Ha ha. Hello and welcome to Lewis Black's Rantcast 24, entitled 2021 or 11,800. This Siri Bob 2021, that really is has made a difference, hasn't it? Everybody's like, oh, it's going to change. It. We're going to get rid of that 2020 and not, everything's going to be good. Oh, yeah, like it is all the time. Like people are always saying, God, oh, boy. That last year was, it used to be, last year was so great. God, I wish that was, well, we can't believe we're leaving that year. Yo, this next year, it's going to be horrible, but not now. Uh-uh. Not now, it's going to, I can't believe this whole thing with the change of that number and the, the arbitrariness of it all and the bullshit of it. And calling 2020 a, a dumpster fire, it's not even enough. It's too self-contained, okay? All right? I don't know what was going on around the dumpster fire, but that is the area that should have been, they should have come up with it, like maybe nuclear wasteland. And the dumpster fire was the last bit of hope. I have no clue, but the dumpster fire was not enough for me. It was some year. We're not going to go through it anymore because we're in 2021 and things are really changing now. Yes, Siri, Bob, you can see that. They're voting today in uh, Georgia uh, and that'll determine uh, our destiny. And uh, we're everything will change for everybody, everywhere, all the time. Every every moment will be will be different somehow because of this. It's unbelievable. And he's in the and the attorney. They're telling they have to come on. Uh, things have changed. They've got to come out and and tell people that uh, they, that that their vote counts. I mean, what? Come on. Enough's enough. It's like nine-year-olds. It's like a group of nine-year-olds making poopy in their pants and can't find the goddamn bathroom or a, or a hall pass to use the shitter. It's unbelievable. It's tiresome. It's exhausting. And it's unnecessary. Not in the midst of this. The one thing that should work is the fact that we trust our goddamn fucking institutions and the people who run them. 
And 99.9% of the time, as we have seen through this, at least the election, these people show up, they count the votes, we move on. Was there fraud? No. Okay? That's the way it is. 2020. 2020, was that a metaphor? Everybody was seeing really clearly. Maybe we saw things clearly. Huh? Maybe we finally all saw things clearly. I'm not quite sure. I think if we saw things clearly, we wouldn't be where we are. Okay? Maybe 2021 is the the cataract surgery. That one is the cataract surgery. As long as we're... As long as I'm coming up with metaphors. I've had cataract surgery. It was pretty good. It really helped my distance. I got to take off my glasses, but I still i am kind of hooked on my glasses. Here's a side note, uh, because I, I don't feel like I'm funny without them. I feel like I'm kind of stunningly handsome. <laughs> oh, boy. Losing my mind. Losing my mind. I just can't. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here. Things are getting. Things have really changed. We can't even get a vaccine we, to the people. We, we cut with it. The hard part was creating this. To do it that fucking quickly. Astonishing. Unbelievable. Amazing. A miracle. All we have to do is to get it out there to people and put it in their arms. Some people don't want to take it. Sure. All right, fine. Stupid, but fine. Okay, you don't want to? You watch all of this? You watch the bodies mount? I don't like to say it that way, but that's what the hell has gone on. You don't even believe this. Many of you don't even believe it's COVID, so why would you take the vaccine, that group? Many of you think it's got some sort of, they're tracking you? Are you kidding me? Nobody's interested in you that much, okay? You're trapped enough on your phone. You attract enough that they got information to you that made you so crazy that you think shit that you never fucking imagined. Lizard people, please. And this crap has to come out every day, spew out of the... We don't have time anymore. Can we get into the 21st century? 21. Can we do it? God. We can't even figure out... How to get people, it's just about getting people onto a line. It's the simplest thing of all. First thing you learn in elementary school, everybody line up. We're going to get on the bus. We're taking a field trip. Everybody get online with your partner. Don't lose your partner. You don't even need a partner for this. Just get online. People around the world are watching us in utter disbelief. And if you're not watching us in utter disbelief, uh, then you need cataract surgery. The elderly standing around for eight hours in Florida, huddled up in their cars because it's cold to get a vaccine because we haven't figured it out because that wasn't done. But the federal government just sit here, take it. And the states weren't ready to pull it off because, A, they didn't have the money. Did you really need the money? Did you just need folks who wanted to get the shots out there? Huh? Could you write a little, okay, we'll pay you back when we uh, get somebody who actually gets how the federal government works and they'll write a check. Congress stood by and watches this. What planet are they on? Huh? 
Are they orbiting the fuckers? It's just reprehensible. I've said it before. It bears repeating. A lot of you don't like the federal government. I fucking get that. Oh, it doesn't work. Well, if you want to prove that it doesn't work, the best thing that you could have come up with was to elect somebody who didn't even know how it worked so that they could dismantle it. And when you do, this is what happens. All right? What happens is you don't even know how to stand online. It's morning fuck announcements. We are serving a tuna casserole. The peas have been canceled until further notice. I I don't look. I don't and then and then you watch as these people uh, pile out onto planes for Christmas to mash together to, to celebrate New Year's. The level of the desperate need for instant gratification is endless in this country. We have the vaccine. Wait, uh, just all you had to do, wait, wait a little while. Couldn't wait six more weeks. Couldn't wait eight more weeks. Couldn't postpone. Couldn't say, hey, let's do Christmas in March or April. Why don't we do it then? And then we can do it again in December. And it'd be really fun because we get two Christmases like that so close together. You know, celebrate the New Year's. That's ludicrous anyway. You know, but people like to do it. I get it. But it was crazy to watch him, you know, what, how selfish do you have to be to put our caregivers, those who are in the hospitals doing the the work that is brutal on a day after day, who are begging you to stay home, begging you, the ones that you call heroes. I keep repeating myself because I don't, and I don't know, because I I need to spew this stuff out of my system because it's like poison. Because you know why? Because I didn't believe we were this selfish. And I didn't think we we're a, a, a country that was desperate for, the, for instant gratification. I mean, I get that. God, when, they, when the internet goes down for 18 seconds, I'm like a psychotic. I become like a panther. I start stalking things around. I wander around the house in circles, nipping at my own tail. And that's not, <laughs> that's not easy. God, which reminds me, I need to exercise. Oh, there's so much. Oh, and oh yeah, I hope you got all your uh, New Year's resolutions together. Who gives a fuck this year about a New Year's resolution? Right? We couldn't even do pandemic resolutions. I resolved that I'm not going to fuck you. We all, Lord knows. And they're, they're racing in uh, on Wednesday, I gathered, to... The Proud Boys have shown up in uh, Washington. The head of the Proud Boys, they, they found weaponry and he burned a, some sort of a Black Lives Matter uh, flag. Uh, I think that's what it was. I should do more research. I, it, I, I've watched too much. I'm, I'm watching TV. I'm reading. And, I, and, it, and it, it, it's too much for me to sit down here and write. You, you know what happened. You see, those are the guys, when I look at a lot of those guys, those are the guys that I would see if there was a tornado or a hurricane or something horrifying. You know, we used to be, those to me seem to be like the guys, at least in appearance, 
who would leap in their cars and drive anywhere in the country to help whomever, folks they didn't know. That was what always gave me a great deal of faith in our country, which I've I've rapidly kind of lost. Because it seems to me that uh, we don't jump in our cars anymore to to go do that. What we do, what we seem to do is it seems to be people who jump in their cars in order to, uh, to uh, instead of going somewhere to help, they jump in their cars in order to, uh, to, you know, to bring guns to wherever they're going. We need some more weaponry. By God, let's drive there. Let's get to Michigan with some guns. Wow. You know, I'm trying to see here what else I've, if I've, if I've anything else that I should do. Uh, yeah, my football team, the Washington, this is meaningless to many of you, and I get it, especially those in New York and Philly and Dallas, but the Washington Football Club won the worst division, I think, in the history of football. There have been others that have been shittier, but wow, this was a pretty shitty division, and we won. And one of the worst games I've ever watched played, in which Philly kind of just gave it to us in many ways. And we were playing with a quarterback who really, a gutty guy, but wow, he, uh, you know, you watch him, you go, wow, you know, it's, you you just hope he finishes the game with both of his legs. It's frightening. Alex Smith, who really had a severe, you probably all know this, many of you know the story. His leg was wrecked and it's truly a a feel good story. But when you're watching, you just go, no, 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 no. And we don't have that great a line. You know, they do what they can. And we play Tom Brady next week. Tom Terrific. So that's that. Finally get a, a team to win and they don't even really win. Been that kind of a year. They don't even really win the game. You're kind of given the game. And everybody looks and goes, ooh, look at what Philly did. Not what Washington did. Look at what Philly did. Oh. And before we uh, head on down the road to, to this week's rants, I'd just like to uh, bring up a few distractions that might that you might find during this dark time we're in, this very, very dark time. This is the darkest time ever, as opposed to the darkest, darker time that we had before. But this is way darker than that. And then there was the way, way dark time that was eclipsed by the super dark time. And now it's the mega mega maga mogo mojo darkest ever beyond darkness time and you might want to find some comfort in a few things and i'm just sending these along because uh there's nothing wrong with uh, a bit of comfort in terms of uh, so we deal with the darkest so dark and it it truly <laughs> it is dark it just i don't know how they measure darkness but it it seems to me we've uh, it just continues to be you know uh, it was dark here when it started in New York and now it just seems to the darkness kind of spread so um a little comfort i was uh, i'm not dropping names i worked with uh, uh, i did inside out many of you seem to really like that and i i loved it and it was a pleasure to work on and it was just a, I think, a wonderful piece of work. Uh, if you've not seen it, I, I highly recommend it. If your kid has not seen it, it's really, really recommend it. I wish I, as a kid I had, had been able to see that, and I would have probably saved a lot of money in shrink bills. Ooh, tons. But Peter Doctor, was the, he wrote and directed it. Well worth 
he, he did just a, an incredible job. But he's, I, I saw his new um, animation, and it's, it's called Soul. And uh, it's really quite something. It comes to us from Pixar again. Yeah, I think it's on Disney Plus. And it's really uh, the, um, it's quite beautiful and wonderful in its own way. And, uh, and I would say animation has reached another level, which I truly didn't think was possible. There's a level of, their level of artistry is, it just astonishes me. I think even if you watched it with the sound off and played music, you'd be happy, much, much like many people were when they watched Fantasia. Also, uh, there's a little something, a little nugget there, huh? The people, what do you mean Fantasia? Then there's uh, Uncle Frank. Uh, it's on Amazon, Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime, written and directed by the uh, also equally brilliant Alan Ball, who used to work at the West Bank Cafe, where I got to watch a lot of his early work. His early comedy writing was just terrific. He went on to write American Beauty, the film, and... Uh, Six Feet Under and uh, True Blood. And this is a, a, a really sweet, wonderful mu- movie that I, I think is, uh, is, is worth the time. And was not given its proper due as I saw, but then again, I'm missing a lot. I'm not really pounding through the uh, art sections of the paper. And uh, finally, um, I would say uh, if you get a chance to, uh, the one who's really my friend, Kathy Madigan, and I'm not saying it's just because she's my friend, has done an incredible, uh, has been prolific, is the, is the word that I would use, uh, as she continues to turn out an extraordinary uh, amount of, of work at this point. Two story times, uh, one, uh, the biography of Tanya Tucker, the other she's reading now is the biography of Loretta Lynn, and she does a, a podcast. It's her. Uh, podcast done a number of them where she I said where I've said I hope she didn't mind but I said you know she no one has ever talked more about uh, less I mean it's really splendid and very funny and I'm very jealous that she's <laughs> she's able to produce the kind of material she she can I I find it hard to to be funny without that audience and. Uh, She's she's always had that instinct of being able to do it. I could do it if I was uh, with her and a couple of other people. But by myself, I'm just, I'm writing. I'm not writing funny. I'm just writing. And so we uh, head down the road now to uh, Shippensburg University, where we performed at the Performing Arts Center there. And uh, they did a a nice little piece in the local press there afterwards. I don't get a lot of uh, reviews. and. it was really uh, quite nice uh, what was written. And a lot of it was written about the, the folks who were there and their feelings about me coming out afterwards and signing whatever people wanted signed and talking to the folks and how they felt about the show, which was also kind of really different. And you never see that. It was uh, my, uh, that made me very happy to see. Uh, I think you'll be very happy to hear the these rants, which are quite good, and the ones that I've been receiving uh, and put on this uh, on the show here, there's uh, one that is I wouldn't call it a rant as so much as musings, and uh, and that I think is actually not even I think there's a better way to put that. There's some wonderful stuff that was written for this show, and I appreciate uh, all the time and the energy that went into it, and it was a lot of fun reading it. So I'm going to leave you now with this, and this was my thought this week you know, stumbled into 2021 and the staring at the TV and trying to come up with 
anything that I could say about the 15 to 20 minutes that I was watching uh, just the other morning. It was, life, is, life is too goddamn strange for language. Life is too goddamn strange for language. It's beyond language. And that's what I got to say. That's a big punchline ending, huh? That's <laughs> why you tuned in. But I think you'll get a big laugh out of these, uh, these rants. And we'll be back next week. And thanks again for listening. Take care of each other. And hopefully, um, they'll tell you where to get online soon. And there'll be a needle in your arm. And you'll be moments away from, hopefully, safer times, better times. Take care of each other. Thanks for listening. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This rant is from Philip Anston, entitled Kant's Categorical Imperative and Recycling. One of the great titles, I have to say, of all the rants that I've received. The Do-It-Yourself Recycling Center has different bins for stuff like glass, paper, and plastic. Of course, the stupid schmucks can't seem to figure out which is which. Even if you can't read, you can look to see what is already in the fucking bin. But the idiots say to themselves, ah, a bin full of glass bottles, that must be where I recycle my newspapers. And they also put random shit in the bins. There is no bin for watermelon rinds, you dim-witted fucktards. But I reserve my deepest opprobrium, a, a new word. I'd not seen that word. It's, uh, or used it. It's severe criticism. We've all learned a little something today. But I reserve my deepest opprobrium for the fuck Muppets at the cardboard recycling bin. The sign on the bin says very clearly, flatten all boxes. This is not a difficult concept. If you don't flatten your boxes, the entire bin will only hold about five boxes before it is full. But these brainless shit gibbons don't care as long as it is their five boxes. So I am going to put the following sign on the cardboard bin. Attention, recyclers. According to Immanuel Kant's deontological moral philosophy, 
one should act in such a way that you would wish the maxim of your action to become a universal law. Or in plain language, you should ask yourself, what if everybody did it? Or to bring it down to a level you recycling troglodytes can understand, flatten your fucking boxes! Thank you, Philip. Joe Bryce has written this rant. Okay, here's a good one. Finally figured out how to get my Wii Fit equipment hooked up to our new large screen TV. Virtual bowling, virtual golf, using a little fucking dumb plastic thing with buttons you hold in your hand. You pretend to throw a bowling ball, hit a golf ball. Well, I finally get this to work with our new 55-inch TV and my wife forgets to put the son of a bitch and fucking strap on her wrist. There it goes, right into the screen, which is now completely useless. This was our only recreational outlet during the pandemic. Our only connection to the outside world. It's gone. Gone. It gets better. I can't find a single company in our entire state that can take this away. I set it up on the deck outside. Maybe the deer will watch it. And then it snowed a foot and a half on the TV. My wife, feeling guilty, buys a brand new 55-inch smart TV, which came a week ago, and it took us two weeks to figure out how to get Channel 2 on the fucking thing. And there are now 5,000 TV channels, but I can't figure out how to pick one. Fuck. And the manual is completely useless. At least I know how to turn it off now. But with 5,000 channels, I can't. Thank you, Joe. You know, Joe, you made me think. It's it's unbelievable. We, we have this television that has more channels than God knows anyone would need. And a lot of them, of course, you could skip. But I don't know if there's any other place on the planet that has as many channels to choose from as we do. And yet, through this whole pandemic, the bitch has been, you know, for many people who have access to this, that their freedom has been taken away. And they, they were suffering from, you know, being inside too long and the fatigue of it. And I get that. I understand it. But for God's sake, they had all those, all those channels they could watch. They're so much better off than so many people on the goddamn fucking planet. And yet it wasn't enough. No, I got to get out. I have to get out without a mask on. I have to. I have to express my freedom. I've seen a lot of things on TV. I saw Applebee's on TV. The people weren't wearing the mask on Applebee's. And I thought I must get to Applebee's because they're not wearing their masks there. So that's where freedom lies. That's the road to freedom is Applebee's. Oh, for God's sake. Ugh, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted by it all. I'm exhausted by turning those, flipping those channels. All of those channels. Every one of those channels. But eventually I land on something. Even if it's something I don't like. Even if it's just uh, two rodents trying to get along on the uh, Animal Plus planet, you know, the uh, the <laughs> Animal Plus planet from Taiwan, 
Even listening to it in Taiwanese is kind of joyful. Watching those rodents try to become friends. Oh, God. I've been in this house too long. But I got 5,000 channels. So I'm just going to keep going. What you're going to be hearing now is written by Lily Blue. It's not so much a rant, but I, I, I do think it's a, a nice piece to read in terms of, uh, of how 2020 affected someone. We've been reading, I've been reading um, stuff from Lily from almost the very beginning when we started reading these rants after shows. I hadn't heard from her in a while, and I'm glad to, to see that things are, are going well. They're certainly, uh, from what I've read here, they're going a lot better than they, than they have been for me, Lily. So here we go from Lily Blue. This is not the popular opinion, but I bow to 2020. They say a diamond is just a piece of coal under pressure. I have been under pressure for a long time. 2020 made me a diamond. My relationship with myself has never been better. I thought I was woke. 2020 was the rubber hitting the road. I really didn't know myself, and now I do. I really didn't accept myself, and now I do. For every heart-wrenching loss, there's been an awakening of things I didn't even know were in me. I'm kinder, less judgmental, more patient, and more willing to risk looking good to innovate. I know what love is and how to share it. My life priorities got aligned in 2020. It was a hard teacher, but I learned the lesson. It was a lesson in civics and the loss of apathy. The current administration, through lies, shone a light on the truth. I don't fit in a political box. No one besides me is the answer to what needs to be done. I doing what I can is my job. Daddy isn't coming. Thank you, 2020, for helping me turn my life into a work of art. Thank you for taking all of my metaphysical training and sending me the tough lessons that gave me no other choice but to use it. You have given your fans a voice. I don't think I know a soul on this earth that does not desire to be heard and understood. I will keep writing. I start a new class on January 7th. I am almost finished with my book. Congratulations. No, it, it, not easy, that's for sure. The last time I saw you was Santa Barbara. I took the train up there, and if something could go wrong, it did. It will make a great story. It was so clear to me those folks are not in a real world. I asked a man in the lobby that night, what did he do for a living? He said, oh, my dear, people in Santa Barbara don't work. They invest. That sums it up. <laughs> May this new year be filled with everything you like the best. Good wishes to your mom. Thank you, Lily. And cheers, Lily says, ending her piece. Um, that's uh, quite lovely. And that uh, I, I did not experience it, that during 2020. I had uh, the end of um, a lot of my faith in, uh, in, I really had a tremendous amount of faith in the American people uh, and our, in our government and that people would step up. And even as uh, we close out here, Lily, and uh, folks listening, 
as I mentioned, I should have mentioned earlier in the rant, if I in, in this rant cast, if I didn't, we're still f- facing people who are who really literally have, are doing everything that they can to stand in the way of our democracy operating as it should. They're doing everything that they can to undermine it. And many of these people are fucking lawyers. So I'm really happy for you, Lily. And uh, I hope that 2021 is, is just a, a really great year. Well done. Well, I wish <laughs> I wish I felt like a diamond. <laughs> I feel like coal. I'm going to read two short rants written by Christina McNeil. I'm going to put them together. That's the kind of uh, creativity I bring to this. <laughs> Hi, I'm a divorced, disgruntled woman living a divorced, disgruntled life in Western New York. What's bugging me up the ass right now? Oh, well... What the fuck is the deal with these fucking restrictions and changes every day? Make up your fucking mind. Is it safe to go shopping? Uh, To get a goddamn haircut? Uh, Easy prepared food? Or or are we all going to die? And stop dangling the friggin' stimulus check in our faces just to snag it away. Ooh, gotcha. Oh, you friggin' selfish idiots. I'm barely hanging on here. My threads are splitting and I'm tired. But I'm still going to tell you exactly how I feel on the phone. And I don't care if it's recorded for quality assurance purposes. Lewis, if one more person tells me they jerked off to my Facebook pictures, I'm going to scream. Why must men be so raunchy? No filter. Come, fountains of filth. At fucking least, just keep that to yourself. And no, I don't want to see a pic of your oh-so-prized dick unless you want my dad to see it because I'm on his phone plan. And I really don't need to know how big it is either. I don't care. They're all the same. Gross, they stink, they get us pregnant. Just cut the shit. My vagina needs a break. We all do, Christina. (laughs) Every one of us needs a break. Thank you. This comes to us uh, from Italy, from Carlo Alberto Ravazzolo. Dear Louis, I'm Carlo Alberto, an Italian engineer working abroad. And by pure luck, I managed this year to be home for the holidays. I took all precautions and tested twice before and after my trip. And despite being home, I'm spending this time only with my mother and no relatives or friends because still social distancing is needed. Due to the high risks, we won't be able to spend Christmas Day with my grandmother, who's almost 100 years old, lives in a nice retirement home, and just recovered from COVID. I'm very pissed that she has to live the last period of her life in this way and her entire generation is struggling in the same way too. Knowing this, knowing how many died, and Italy was seriously ill, now that we have a vaccine, more and more fuckers are coming out as Novax, and even doctors and nurses fall into this category. It turned out that in some retirement homes, more than 70% of the medical staff don't want to take the vaccine. How fucked up is that? 
I know there are a lot of idiots around believing the most stupid shit, but you would think that doctors are educated enough to at least believe in their own fucking job. How selfish are they not to consider the risks for those they are supposed to care about? What bothers me the most is that, according to Darwin, these would be the perfect candidate for extinction. But since we live in the most cuddling age of human history, and hopefully most people will vaccinate, I'm sure they will survive too. I don't want to wish anybody anything bad, but this is becoming almost self-defense. So at least they really should just go fuck themselves. Uh, By the way, I mentioned earlier uh, that I work abroad, uh, more precisely in Hungary. Here, the politicians in power are sad that Trump lost because they lost an ally. Trump? Really? In which universe did they think Trump gave a fuck about Hungary? I'm sure he didn't do shit for Hungary, and why should he have to? He doesn't even have a clue where Hungary is on a map of Europe. But of course, they prefer Trump to the evil European Union that is constantly giving them money to come out of 50 years of true communism, not the one U.S. politicians talk about. The one thing Trump might actually know is that Hungary actually built a wall against immigrants running away from war, and that the local politicians are promoting a new concept, a Christian, illiberal democracy. I never thought in the 21st century you could put together these three words in a row and still be taken seriously. And I'll repeat that again for you. I'm repeating this Christian, illiberal democracy, limiting freedom of the press, putting universities under government control, refusing to help immigrants, and in the middle of a global pandemic, finding time to approve a law to deny some rights to gay people. What a treat! And now the whole of Europe has to agree with each decision of these geniuses. (sighs) Poor us. One last thing. I work for an oil company. I know that I am part of the evil that is destroying our planet. But my work is to find and promote investments in recycling and sustainable technologies. My company, as many others, does this because it can ensure its future. And it is also making money. You know why? Because there are a lot of well-trained chemists, engineers, economists working together to find good solutions. Education matters. And when things make money, guess what? Even climate change deniers are jumping in. So to all the young protesters around the globe, I say, your voice has been heard. Now take your fucking books and study to find solutions. Shouting and complaining is not enough. Sorry for this long rant, but it was the perfect Christmas gift I gave to myself. (laughs) Well, Merry Christmas. And thanks for this opportunity and for being the voice of anger and frustration. This is needed now more than ever, and hope to see you in Europe soon. Oh boy, so do I. I may have to find somewhere else to live. Sincerely, Carlos Alberto Ravazzolo, from Padova, Italy. Thank you, Carlos. Appreciate it. We are coming to you live uh, from Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, at the Grove Theater. At Shippensburg University, where we've had no outbreak of political correctness. It's been a delightful evening, but it's not over yet. It could happen at any moment. Um, 
I have never, ever, this is my first time in Shippensburg. We came in later than we expected, and so uh, I have nothing really to say about it. Uh, I don't know enough about it. I do know that I've been, I'm from Maryland, so I've been through Chambersburg. Uh, I had, uh, Siri, the excitement is palpable. And, uh, and my, uh, I had a play produced uh, about 20 minutes from here at a place called Totem Pole Playhouse. The artistic director, Rowan Joseph, who's a good friend of mine, he's here tonight, and he has one fan, that's tremendous. But it was really, it was nice to get a, a professional production there. And uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful area. And uh, I will let the, the folks of Shippensburg explain to you just how beautiful it is as you listen to what, what they said to me. Wow. This is from Debbie Naga. One of the negatives of living in the, in the country is dealing with slow drivers on two-lane roads. I'm not suicidal, so I slowly simmer, wishing during these moments that I carried a gun. I carried a gun with me so I can put the window down and just shoot up into the air until I empty it while I'm screaming, Get off the fucking road! This is from Sharon Shinus. Uh, thank you. I'm here tonight. I have to say Pennsylvania is boring as hell when the month's big event is a meat raffle. <laughs> Where do I sign up? And do you have to be here to win? If you don't have to be here to win, I'm fucking in on that. I'm in on a meat raffle. You, seriously, that's the... What are they... How much meat? Just, they just come in and they just throw cows at you and stuff. That's a, a meat wrap. That's the high, high point of the fucking winter? Wow. A meat raffle. I've never even heard of a meat raffle. Um, this is from Brandon Neal. Welcome to the Shippensburg, Chambersburg area, the only place that can't keep a bar open and then turn its own, and then it turns its <laughs> And it, they, they turn the bar into a church. I'm gonna leave now. Between the meat raffle and <laughs> they turn the bar into a church. I'm going to just tell you, we, we go all over the country, and uh, there's a lot of churches that have been turned into distilleries. <laughs> L listen how sad your laugh was. It was almost a death. Oh, oh, where's that? <laughs> this is Sean McCardle. I might. On my way to the show in beautiful cow shit smelling Shippensburg, I got stuck not behind, uh, I got stuck behind not one but two horse and buggies to then pass them and be stuck behind a herd of Mennonites on bikes that enjoy riding in the formation of a semi. Wow. 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 Everyone is alive and I'm here now. 
another fucking day in Shittensburg. We are on a college campus, and one of the things I can get from the fact of these first few things that I've read is that uh, if you're here as a student, you should probably have to get a lot of studying done. <laughs> and look at it as a good time. You go, fuck, god damn it, organic chemistry, son of a bitch. At least I don't have to go to the meat raffle. <laughs> this is from Johnny's citation. We got this last week. <laughs> this was this is when I first knew the, the, the tip of the iceberg that was Shippensburg. I live and work in Shippensburg. My work is in an automobile dealership with a busy entrance onto the main road. We are continuously driving new, pre-owned, and customer vehicles out onto this busy road. We are also blessed with a significant amount of buggy traffic from our local Amish community. They're not just in Lancaster County. The buggies are pulled by horses, and the horses seem to do their their business right at our entrance and all along the busy road that we use for our test drives. Dog owners usually pick up their messes. However, these buggy owners never pick up their messes and messy they are. <laughs> Just imagine that shiny new car driving through a huge pile of horse doo-doo and having it in your tire tread and thrown into the wheel well and on the rocker panels. Life in the country, so wholesome. <laughs> Thought you'd want to know. <laughs> I, I need to recover. My, uh, this is from West Black. My last name is Black, too. Are we related? <laughs> Let's hang out after the show, you know? No, Wes, we're not related. I know this will come as a profound disappointment. Unless you were standing in line behind my, uh, my grandparents, or my great-grandparents, uh, when they arrived at uh, Ellis Island, and they renamed my grandparents, whatever their fucking last name was, they went, yeah, that's right, you're black, move it. Unless that was the case, we're not related. Um, <laughs> This is from Kendall George. Why am I the only black person at the show in Chippensburg tonight? <laughs> I just, I haven't been able to, you know, somehow it's, I'm the Pete Buttigieg of comedy. I don't know why. I, I don't know, you know, I'm gonna have a good time either way. And then he ends it with yee-haw. Kendall, that's really literally in any fashion, just written or otherwise, that a black person has said, yee-haw. I find that incredibly impressive that you've, you, took, you, you took that and made it your own. Yee-haw. And if you were Amish, that would just make it the trifecta. Um, this is a pissed mama. I want to know what pisses me off? Sh sure, being a parent. <laughs> this is a sweet little thing. Don't get me wrong, it's the best fucking thing, but it's also shit. All the teenage attitude with none of the gratitude. Like I can't be seen with you in public, but I can wash your dirty underwear and make you dinner. <laughs> well, here's an idea. Why don't you um, cook them uh, their underwear for dinner? 
That'll straighten them out. You know, and no gravy. Fuck them. Um, this is this is Terry Dorshimer. I'm in Shippensburg tonight. Do you remember meeting me on my birthday at Cutstown University right before your show in May 2002? Uh, no, oddly enough. <laughs> oddly enough, uh, I'm really sorry, Terry. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why that slipped my mind. Uh, I don't remember what happened last yesterday, Terry. But uh, I'm sure it was, I'm glad, I'm glad we got to spend that little, I hope I said happy birthday. And um, wow, I wish, this is uh, Melissa, Melissa Libertini. I work with a fucker. It's, <laughs> now I'm not gonna read it. <laughs> Boy, that, that was like, wow, that was really, that was almost like you, 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 were, you wanted video poker. <laughs> I work with a fucker that falls asleep in meetings to the point his head is almost on the table. He naps at his desk and drool ends up all over his face. But he never gets in trouble, no matter how many times I throw him under the bus. <laughs> What are your thoughts and suggestions? Maybe throw them under a real bus. <laughs> this imaginary bus shit isn't working. The other thing maybe is, is to bring in a cot and you should just bring in a cot and lay down on the cot. I said, fuck him or put him on the cot. Bring in the cot and say, lay down, fuck nut. <laughs> this is Michael Gallo. Why is there still so much junk mail in the mailbox? You know what? It's fucking unbelievable this time of year because they, it's, it's not just junk mail. What amazes me is, is that all of us send in money, you know, to a variety of charities every year and you send in, and then they, the whole year they fucking send you, you know, like, like send in your triple your donation. You fucking send you, fucking, and you're sitting there, I'm looking at the stamps, I'm going, God damn it, you fucking, and I write them back, go, stop it! Don't send me this. I sent your money. I'm going to send it again. I'm not going to send it now. I sent it at the end of the year, you fucking idiot. They fucking, the amount of money that is fucking spent fucking sending us shit that we already sent money. We sent it to you. Just fucking forget it, though. Here's another one. I now get, you know what, like, unbelievable. Now I get, you get these? This is extraordinary. Nichols. Nickels and quarters. What are you sending me a quarter for, you fucking asshole? You got a child, he's got one tooth in his head, and next to it, you, you got a quarter? You fucking, did the kid chew on the quarters? Is that why he's got no teeth? Son of a bitch. And the junk mail in my goddamn, I'm gonna vote for anybody who doesn't send me a goddamn thing asking me to fucking send them money for their campaign. Fuck you. Fucking, fucking, fuck you. I don't live in New Mexico, you asshole. God damn it. <laughs> oh. 
I'm gonna end with this because this is pretty bitter. Um, from Jessica McKay. Uh, dear Lewis, the rage I'm feeling right now is so intense I can barely type. Uh, uh, she was going to see me last week, and uh, uh, you see, I just tried to accomplish one, what might assume is a simple task, to schedule an ultrasound. Six months ago, I had a breast biopsy, and it's time for my follow-up exam. After being on hold for almost 10 minutes with a robot voice telling me that I could easily schedule online, which wasn't true... <laughs> I hate those robo-fucking, that's got to stop. You hire somebody who fucking answers the phone, you fucking dick. And then, because then I'm like looking for combinations, you're pushing, zero doesn't work anymore, they figured that out. <laughs> I feel like a chimpanzee. <laughs> I was ready to smash the phone. The reason I couldn't schedule online is because what I was requesting, a simple ultrasound, requires getting on the phone and talking to someone. Why? Because everybody's pushing mammograms, the fucking gold standard of cancer detection. Apparently getting an ultrasound without a mammogram is fucking unheard of. I explained to the nurse on the phone as calmly as I could that I just wanted an ultrasound without the mammogram. I even had a prescription from a doctor who agreed. You see, I have what's called dense breast tissue. So do I. <laughs> this means that if I have cancer, a mammogram can't fucking see it! Boy, this is unbelievable. The other reason I didn't want a mammogram is because of the radiation. Mammogram technicians always tell me the radiation is minimal, but then they go and hide on the other side of a wall. Just snap the photo or whatever the fuck they do to capture the image while I stand captive, practically straddling the fucking machine, my breast in a vice. And yet we have all this technology. We have space stations orbiting the planet. We can clone things. The Japanese have robots. They can fuck. <laughs> but to see my, inside my breast, the medical establishment has to squeeze it into a fucking pancake while the technicians run for cover. And I grunt and sweat and hold my breath. Really? Is this the best we can fucking do? <laughs> The only good thing that came out of this phone call was the moment in which I was waiting for the nurse to come back online while holding my Lewis Black bobblehead up to the phone and frantically hitting the button. The bobblehead was yelling, go fuck yourself, just as she came back online. In my hurry to put the bobblehead down, I inadvertently hit the button again. I think she heard nobody gives a shit, which caused me to guffaw during a stressful moment. And for that, I thank you, Jessica McKay. Thank you, Jessica McKay. Thank you, Shippensburg. It's been a pleasure spending time with you. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me, Ha <laughs> Lewis Black. 
Our live rant audio was produced by James Salkind. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.